I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. What is the creator economy and why should you care? And how are brands taming the Wild West and adapting to this new world of creative freedom? Is it chaos or is it nirvana? To find out, we're talking today with Erica White. She's the vice president of marketing and communications at Affirm, the wildly popular buy now, pay later company that works with brands that include everyone from Amazon and Neiman Marcus to Walmart and even Michael's Crafts. Because Affirm has such a young customer base, Erica understands how to work closely with creators, how to balance being true to the brand message, but also providing creative freedom. So welcome to A View from the Trenches and our new episode of Everything is Better with Creators. Roll the intro, please. Everything is better with creators, the podcast that takes a deep dive into all things creator economy. Produced and presented by Whaler. Whaler, we power the creator economy. With your hosts, Ashley Rudder, Emma Harmon, Jamie Goodfriend, and Marco Batozzi. everyone. Welcome to this episode of Everything's Better with Creators. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, your guide to all things happening in the creator economy. Every week, myself or my colleagues, Marco Petrazzi, Emma Harmon, or Ashley Rudder will be hosting this podcast. Coming up, we're getting right into this episode with our big interview with Erica White from Affirm. If you want to learn about Gen Z economics and finance, tune in for this next episode. Just a reminder that Everything is Better with Creators is brought to you by Whaler. The Whaler Way combines tech, talent, and creative social strategy to match brands with creators and produce authentic content that people really want to see. Whaler is democratizing the creative process for brands and creators by empowering a global talent network of thousands of influencers, tastemakers, creatives, and storytellers to connect with your target audience, making advertising more inclusive, diverse, and effective. Check out more at Whaler. That's W-H-A-L-A-R dot com. And now it's time to bring up the headliner of the evening. Please welcome to the stage The Big Interview. 
is better with creators. I am so excited to get to talk to you, Erica. And you're so busy these days at a firm. I feel the only way I can talk to you is if I scheduled you to be on our podcast. <laughs> Never too busy for you, Jamie, ever. I appreciate that. Well, I, I always like to tell people a little bit of a background story if there is one for when people met. And I uh, feel we have a unique story. And I will say that I'm undyingly loyal to you because you were the most loyal person I have ever encountered. We were business friends, but we were together at Cannes many, many years ago. And there was a massive strike of all the taxis. And I will never forget that you did not leave me behind because I was not staying in a hotel. I was in an apartment. You got me on the bus, baby. You got me on that bus and got me to the airport. And then we flew out together. It was like Raiden and Tebby or like last flight out of Saigon. Thank God for you. Well, it, it, occurred, to me, it occurred to me, it's kind of a sad commentary because how life works now, business friends or real friends, we're sometimes surprised when people who we don't know that well follow through for us. And I'm not sure if it was always that way, but it certainly gotten that way. And I remember talking to you at some ungodly hour the night before we both had to leave town. And I was just like, Jamie, I'm not going to leave you here. Like, we're going to do this together. And you've been like, are you sure? Like, I'm like, I, you can count on me. I will follow through. And we're all only as good as our word, but um, it's, it's happy, ha happy ending for sure. But kind of a sad, sad commentary that, um, you know, you can't rely on everybody the same way. That's so true. Well, we're we're bonded in trust, and that's a good segue for us. So let's let's just talk a little bit about where you are now. You've had quite a stellar career. You've been in the credit business for a while. You were at, uh, I mean, you were at Pandora before there was any other competitor. You were really a trailblazer. You went to the investment world. You've had just an incredible career. And now you are at this fascinating company called Affirm. Can you explain Affirm to our listeners in case they have been under a rock? <laughs> sure. Well, actually, um, I, I mean, if we were talking, you know, probably five years ago, I wouldn't be surprised if no one listening to this, and I know you have a lot of listeners had, had heard of Affirm before, because buying now and paying over time is really a uh, pretty, pretty new trend. Um, the simplest way to understand a firm is to think about it as a new type of payment network. And as a network business, we offer value on two sides. The first is to consumers, where we're serving as a more flexible, transparent alternative to a credit card. And the second is to merchants, um, for whom we're really a growth lever, a way to help increase sales and find new customers, especially in an increasingly complex commerce environment. And Trust is such a key component, especially for the people who are big fans of a firm and buy now, pay later. How does it work? And I know that's a, it's a big marketing point and a big comms point for you guys, but trust is so key in this space for all financial um, instruments. How does it work that makes you guys different? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great question, Jamie, and it's an ongoing battle. Um, because as the space becomes more popular, more well-known, um, even more commoditized, the work you have to do to differentiate yourself on an ongoing basis gets, gets harder and more critical. So on your note about trust, I think the first thing that we really have to stay true to is, well, and everybody has to stay true to, is really walking the walk. So if at the heart of your business aren't consumer-friendly practices truly, 
then they're never going to trust you. So for a firm, what that looks like is specifically not using any of the tricks or gotchas that you would find in traditional credit products. So the most well-known of those, perhaps easiest to understand is late fees, as an example. Um, so late fees basically say, if something happens in your life or if you just forget, we're gonna, we're gonna profit off that. Whether it was just a misfortune or a mistake, we're gonna, we're gonna collect because you forgot. And I think about myself even taking this job and I pride myself, sure, I pay my credit card bills and all my bills on time, no problem. And then I remember I had my second child and I totally just missed a credit card payment. Like many busy parents do, I don't auto pay. I you know, just hadn't set that, set that up on that card for some reason, because sometimes I redeem rewards or whatnot, but I just totally forgot. And they don't care how long I've been a customer and how good my payment history is. They, you know, they're, they're set up to really make a profit when, when I falter. Um, so a firm doesn't do that. The other tricks that are perhaps more hurtful to consumers, but less broadly known are things like compound interest and deferred interest, which basically are the same idea that if I can't make good on that payment after 30 days on my credit card, then I'm going to revolve and I'm going to end up owing the company that issued my credit card far more money than I ever expected and probably far more money than I can afford. So by not having those practices, by basically setting up our business that we win when the consumer wins, we don't profit off their misfortunes, we're making a conscious decision to leave some money on the table, potentially. Um, I mean, not potentially, pretty much surely. But the bet we're making is that those practices build a lot more trust over the long term. And so far, it's working out pretty well for us. Trust is such a key component in marketing today. We talk about there's three components. There's discovery, there's trust, and there's community. And discovery can lean into how is a consumer or an audience discovering your product or your show or your content. Trust is paramount. That goes without saying. And it's really what you said, walking the walk uh, and building a community because the community will check you if you are not living up to, the, to trust. So let's talk to you about how you're in this crazy, busy, crowded fintech space. What's your strategy for telling the story? Is it big TV commercials? Is it creators, influencers? Is it a combination? And, and, what, and what is the best vehicle for building trust? Yeah, those are, those are great questions, Jamie. And I think there's a, few, there's a few things to unpack in there, right? It's what is, what is our message and then what's sort of our distribution of that message? Um, is, we're a fairly young marketing department at a firm, um, just really a couple years old that we've been scaling. And we've really only been meaningfully investing in marketing for, for pretty much under like about two years, um, coming up on about two years, even less than that. So, um, so some of this, we're still experimenting and learning and figure things out, figuring things out. But I think the first thing from a message um, point of view, we look at a lot of consumer data, like any good marketer would or should. And what we saw in the data is that after using a firm, there was this feeling that consumers had that was almost like, I hacked the system. Like, whoa, it was that easy. And they felt good. They felt in control. They felt smart for finding a new vehicle to manage their payments, to manage their spending. They found a way to solve for affordability that was transparent and that allowed them to pay 
on various payment schedules that work for them, not just that 30-day cycle uh, that credit cards held consumers to and still hold consumers to. So when it comes to messaging, that's really what we've been pushing on. And if you look at our holiday campaign um, from this past holiday season, or if you look at some of the work we have from a display perspective on the likes of Amazon.com right now, you're going to see that smarter way to pay message and also reinforced by that pay at your own pace message. So the idea that you that we are a smarter alternative, that you are in control, that you can find a pace in a way that works for you, that's, that's where we're at from a messaging component. From the perspective of how we're amplifying that, yes, we've done some TV commercials, we've done no national broadcast, so there's not any big national affirm campaign that's out there that you haven't seen yet if you've been looking for it. But um, we have definitely been active on social. We've been partnering with micro-influencers all the way up through celebrities for several years now, experimenting with how that can help us build community, to your point, and credibility. Comms is a really significant lever for us. We actually had a GMA segment this morning. And um, I guess that's a long way of saying we've really experimented with a lot of different marketing levers and are finding our perfect mix, but we still need to drive awareness at the top of the funnel, no matter how popular buy now, pay later might seem from your or mine perspective, we still have really low awareness relative to, you know, the more traditional established players. And we still have to play at the middle of the funnel to drive comprehension. So um, there's not, there's not really a lever that isn't relevant to us right now which makes an enormous amount of sense. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. But let's talk about the idea of building trust and community because those are key components of your strategy. How do you go about that in the influencer space? Is it influencers or is it creators, by the way? Yeah, this. Well, so this is where it gets really interesting because I... I I spend a lot of time thinking about that delineation. How do we delineate between influencers and creators? And I find the creator community so fascinating because to me, this is a incredibly growing crop of entrepreneurs, right? And we are an entrepreneur uh, founded company. And um, I've definitely seen research before saying that there's a whole bunch of Gen Z's. I don't remember how many who are aspiring creators. So I think they are really going to define the way we shop, which makes them incredibly relevant to us. 
Um, how are they different than influencers? My latest thinking is that influencers have kind of gotten closer to celebrities, right? They feel a little more out of reach and then you have micro influencers in between. But to, to get back to the heart of your question, I think how we use these people in an authentic way has a lot to do with two things. The first is what I'll call vertical expertise. So all the cat, one of the one of the main barriers to using a product like a firm as opposed to a credit card is a lack of awareness of what you can use it on. So oh, that's maybe you know you can buy it on your Peloton, but you probably wouldn't think to use it to book a hotel room on Priceline. So getting that message across of ubiquity. So working with influencers and maybe more relevantly to my description, creators who really under who are really well established in a vertical. So something like travel, we recently did something with bridal. So people who have a really authentic connection to one of the verticals where a firm is really relevant. I would say that's the first thing. The second thing is product education. And I think the first time we really got deep on this was when we did an initial launch of the Affirm debit card. So the Affirm debit card is a pending product that will basically allow you to have in, in a debit card form factor, the ability to swipe and choose whether you want your payment debited immediately or whether you want to split that purchase over time. So you go and you get, you know, toy at the toy store as a gift for one of your kids. It asks you, hey, do you want to debit this full amount or hey, do you want to split this over time? And you can select right then and there. Totally new product, not done. We, um, we enlisted influencers to help do the product education and help film their own content of how they would use that throughout the day. And I think that was a lot more helpful, a lot more organic than just having a commercial that showed one experience. We've showed it from many different angles. Did that take some convincing internally? Because that's a pretty new way of talking about finance. Is, is turning it over to the people. Yeah, right. Um, and, it, and, and that's a really important point, Jamie, because one of the main barriers that we have to you know think about is people are traditionally sheepish when it comes to talking about money, what they can afford, what they can't afford, how much is in their savings account. We ran a survey that said the average American worries about money six times a day and millennials up that at seven times a day. So you have, I mean, this is like a funny topic to people, but it didn't, it, it didn't actually require a ton of internal selling for, for that reason, is we need to make talking about money feel accessible, feel normal. Um, and hopefully that ties to making the use of our products feel that much more delightful. I love the data and the actual insights you have where, A, you said before, people feel like they hacked something. They got, they got some benefit. And then knowing how stressed people are about finances and being able to address that through the upper funnel work as well as through your creators and your influencers, that's a really strong uh, approach and strategy. I think at Whaler, what we say about creators and influencers, and this is one of those conversations that I don't know, is it GIF or GIF? You know, it's one of those for a while. Mm-hmm. Although I think of <laughs> I think of, in, of influencers, they kind of got a bad rap, right? Because they have influence, but it started in the sort of the early dark days of maybe seven or eight years ago, it is more of an endorsement is how we look at it. And it does not necessarily require that the creator or the influencer tell a story. And 
we view creators as storytellers that can use whatever their craft is. It may be video, it may be animation, it may be poetry, it may be dance, but they're more geared toward telling a story and dig in a bit more to the values, the walking the walk, as you were, of the products. Because we frequently have creators who their business model is based on the trust of the community and they will turn down work because if they erode that trust, they erode their business. And so we see the creator as being a bit more tied to the community's feelings and the authenticity, which is not a word I love, but I would actually say, I'm going to take that back, the accountability of what they put out there. That's that's how we think about it, but I could that could change tomorrow. I think that's I think that's a really great way to think about it, and at a firm we love accountability. Um, I mean, I think we should, um, you know, as the as the universe of ambassadors that you can work with, um, and so you know, ambassadors partners that you can work with to tell your brand story expands. I think authenticity. I agree with you. Maybe we'll find a better word is is really key, but I think one accountability is really, we have to stand by the things we do as a business every day. Like we have to essentially wear it on the t-shirt and you want to work with people who don't just have sort of a shared vernacular interest in your space, but people who are actually living similar values that you have. Like that's the stuff a long-term relationship is made of. And I think that's where a lot of these partnerships are going. I think it got very transactional for a while of just how do we get sort of a stamp of approval and this is an amplification vehicle. But I think that there's a lot of power in these communities and everyone's going to get more discerning. And that's when really, what are you about? What values do you stand by? That's where it's going to come to fold. I can certainly tell you that um, that's been asked of us in several conversations that we have, like, what are you about? What do you stand for? And you know, how are, how are you really treating consumers? Do you have this? Like we've been poked and prodded a little and I welcome that. I think it's I think it's healthy, and I think um, it's a signal, at least to me, that that's that's the right kind of partner to be working with. Well, it kind of feels like our relationship. I trust yeah. you, but yeah. I think it's a but I do believe it's a metaphor because if you are accountable, people know what you stand for, and especially in this space, it it does require a bit of education. And when they don't understand it, it would seem that the creator community would help people trust that this is not a scam or trust that this is a financially responsible way to behave. Mm -hmm. I think what we're also seeing is the shift with Gen Zs and millennials in their financial attitudes. I used to say that uh, millennials are renters and Gen Zs are owners. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is starting to really become apparent and the fact that we're seeing a lot more desire for ownership, responsible ownership, with younger, younger consumers. So that's, that bodes well. Our, our research and our insights would tell me that it bodes well for the, for a firm and and the category. Uh, Question for you, how are you evaluating success with your campaigns? And I don't need you to tell me your state secrets, but it's uh, (laughs) a, I mean, I'd like to, if you want to share it on our podcast, but uh, one, you know, the audience for this podcast is really intended to be brands, 
and creators and executives that want to learn more about the creator economy. And we're still in the early days of this as a strategy. And one of the things that I think would be helpful is to hear from a pro who's in the space, who's done these campaigns. How do you evaluate what success looks like with individual creators or with a campaign? Yeah. And you're thinking about campaigns where there's a creator element specifically. Correct. Yep. So I think when looking at how creator pieces perform, engagement is super important to us. It's really not just reach. I think when we think about campaigns in a more traditional sense, which is why I asked the question, I'm really looking at two major signals. One, how effective was this creative? How do we know it was effective? So we're assessing that through things like brand lift studies or, you know, uh, there's a lot of great tools out there that will give you a quick quant read if you don't have time to do focus groups or whatnot. And getting a yes, no there, and then assessing how effective were we at choosing the right amplification strategy, i.e. the right media mix to get the message out there. And ideally you have, you've done both those successfully, but if there was leakage in the system, then at least you know, you know where that came from. But that's, um, that's a lot about, that, that's a, that feels, even as I say it, it feels pretty traditional, right? Um, and I don't think that that's really the way, I think you can do that successfully, but it's not really the way brands are built today. I think, so that's where the engagement component is super important because that's a signal to me that we are in the early stages of building a community around our product versus just a one-way conversation. So I would say for me, that's probably the biggest indicator. Um, in things like the debit card, just taking as an example, we're looking at lower funnel indicators as well. So I don't expect someone because they saw a creator using their debit card for a day in the life to go and sign up for a debit card immediately if they've never heard of us. Money's too personal, too sensitive, but has it brought them into our ecosystem? Has it brought them to our website? Has it made them more opening to more open to other firm marketing in the future? To me, that's a win um, because we've at least asked you out and you're thinking about whether or not to accept the date, right? So, um, so that's how I think about um, it overall. And just one example. I love the dating metaphor. Dating and money, two very touchy subjects. Let's just yeah. add religion and politics. Yeah, in you know, it's funny in that same um, survey that I mentioned about money and anxiety, um, we asked about like money in the context of dating and how that's how that's evolved as, as well. And um, the consumers that we asked agreed that managing finances was more important than physical appearance. And the the almost 80% of millennials we surveyed said they would break up with someone if they handled their money poorly. It's so fascinating. I don't even think we would have considered that in my generation, which is a completely different era than you, perhaps, definitely, but so smart. I guess they've had to be. Uh, wow. I, I'm going to ponder that one. Well, Erica, thank you so much for spending time with us and really helping us unlock the secrets of building a marketing strategy in this brave new world of not only younger consumers, fintech, creativity, creators. It's you're you're managing a lot, so we appreciate your wisdom and guidance. 
Appreciate it. Love the conversation, Jamie. And um, you guys are doing a lot of great thinking. So um, I'm looking forward to, to learning more from you all too. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard and will come along with us as we navigate this journey to the promised land of the creator economy. Make sure to subscribe or follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to audio. And of course, we'd like a rating and review if you get the opportunity. Special thanks to Erica White for joining us. Make sure to check out more from Whaler at whaler.com. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For Everything is Better with Creators, I'm Jamie Goodfriend. We'll catch you next time. with creators is produced by whaler whaler we power the creator economy learn more at whaler.com hey there podcast fam are you ready to break free from the social media rut hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you meet viral growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.